Hello, and welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast. This podcast is ran by two ladies who play games, mumble profanities, and laugh way too often. Also, this podcast does cover topics of sensitive nature, and as such, listener discretion is advised. back to another episode of the wheel of crime podcast my name is jen and my name is emily yes welcome back um i love that uh jen's intro today almost makes it sounds like she's gonna cast a spell bubble bubble toil and trouble <laughs> i'm on that level today honestly of like i'm ready to like cast some spells on some bitches and like get people out of here <laughs> mainly myself i want to get myself out of here literally but like when you said that the thing that popped into my head i don't i don't know where this is from but there's like a like an audio thing where it's like um she loves casting spells do you know what i'm talking about (laughs) no (laughs) when i find this i'm gonna send it to you because it comes up every now and again and i don't know if it's she or we but it's like a really deep male voice and it's like we love casting spells and that's what that <laughs> reminded me of. So that's hilarious. Um, amazing. I love that for me. Amazing. So, Jen, how has your week been going? It has been going. I'm still, uh, I think I said last week, swamped. Absolutely fucking swamped with work. But we're getting through. There's an end in sight. Maybe, she said, <laughs> as her eye twitches. It's it's a pin brick and it pin brick. Pin pin prick and it's very, very far in the distance. Uh which is again relatable. Um because yeah, my life is also still busy, busy, busy with uh trying to get my house in order, which takes a long time. And then just like it does work life and life life and hating how slippery the roads are being tired all the time and then thinking am i over caffeinated am i under caffeinated i don't know anymore but i am alive that is one fact that i know for sure it's true i ordered new airpods because every time i wear mine when we record emily says it sounds like i'm underwater so i did that for her <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I do really appreciate because it's so weird, though, because I think it happened over time. Because yeah. you used to use them all the time, and I never noticed a difference. And then it was, like, right after we came back after the Christmas holidays and your house blew up. Uh, I noticed right away, and I was like, whoa, what is that? I know. Well, because I think it used to just be the left one. You're like, it sounds like you're underwater. So then I'm only using the right one when I talk to you. And then you were like, nope, sis, she gotta go. You retire them. (laughs) Retire them immediately. But no, actually, speaking of AirPods, I was reading the craziest thing the other day about AirPods. And this is like true facts. I checked. So you... She checked. I did. Uh, you actually apparently have to be really careful if you wear them long term or at night. They say those two things because um, with how uh, so the inside of your ears, uh, if you're somebody who has wet earwax and you wear your AirPods all the time, it's the same as wearing earplugs all the time and you're trapping all that moisture in your ear. And a lot of people have been getting fungal infections in their ears because of their AirPods because it's such a tight seal. And then, like, just wearing them long term, like, at work for the full day or at night when you're sleeping is supposed to be, like, 
the trigger for it and I was like reading about it and I was like oh no well I had well I still have the old style airpod uh like the first or second generation ones that came out so I can't wear them at night like in bed because it hurts my ears too much Mm -hmm. But I got the pros this time, so maybe it'll be more of a problem for me. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to take up a new habit of sleeping with them in your head at nighttime. You'll be like, mm, I love the sound of silence. Good night, world. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Probably. And then I'm going to have mold in my ears. Yeah. And then you're going to be calling me up and being, being like, Emily, I can't record today because I can't hear anything. I've got mushrooms in my ears. Oh, awesome. Love that for me. Love it. Um, but yeah, that's a fun fact for you. And yeah, like I said, I really got nothing new. I wish I did. But I'm mostly just trying to prepare myself for the spring and uh, getting my life together. Because it is going to be a busy, busy, busy year of doing stuff. I know. Holy. I was thinking about that the other day. And I was like planning out my life and like writing everything down in my like little scheduler and I was like I genuinely don't have any free time until November how did this happen I know I like I'm I'm she's shocked I did the same thing and literally yeah. in the front it goes I don't know oh by the way uh this is going to be a small advertisement for time works wonders <laughs> year planner <laughs> because my whole life is in this thing. I love it. I love how it's organized and it's perfect. But the beginning section has like month to month what's going on in the year. And mm-hmm. I was looking at the... She's p- flipping pages, guys. <laughs> I was looking at the same thing just this morning. Because I was like, oh, like, I know I have a lot of stuff going on. But like, how how busy is it? And like, this is major events in the first half of the year. Oh my so, god. So, like, that's just major stuff. I have minor things recorded day to day. So, this is from January to June. And then for the last half of the year, the only break I get is between uh, July, August, September, which isn't even a break because I'm planning on working on your bachelorette and, like, bridal stuff during that time. So, it's like a quote-unquote, like, break in the year. And then the last (laughs) half of the year is also full of stuff. I'm like, I will know no peace in 2023. I, I don't even know how it happened, but I have so many trips planned this year. Like, we were in Arizona and, like, whatever in March. And then April, we're in Vancouver. And then in July, we're in fucking St. John's, Newfoundland. And then we're in Vancouver again. <laughs> and then, like, I just, I'm like, oh, my God. It's a lot. It's a lot. I know. And then, like, even then, I was, like, thinking about it, and I'm, like, it's not even just the busyness. It's, like, expensive. Like, life is expensive. Such an expensive year. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This is, like, legitimate. I think it's because I have a wedding this, like, I'm my own wedding this year, and then I have two other weddings that aren't my own. And I'm, like, this year? <laughs> she gonna bankrupt me. <laughs> Relatable, though, because I had the same thought. I'm, like, I don't know how I'm gonna make it. Um, it's like, uh, also the, it's like in May, thankfully, uh, so th- I have a bachelorette party that I'm going to in May. Um, they shortened it from a week to like four days, which is fine. I'm good with that. But they originally <laughs> planned for a week of wine tours, which is why I say I'm fine with it being shortened down to four days. Cause I'm like, there is Jesus. no way I could do a week's worth of wine tours. Like a whole, That's a lot of wine tours. 
that's a lot of wine tours. And like, it's just madness, I tell you, the whole thing. And I'm like, I really hope that this year pans out to be like a lot more like enjoyable and peaceful than what I'm thinking, but I have my doubts. I, yeah, I just, I'm like, I have been go, go, going since the beginning of the year. And it's not looking like she's stopping anytime soon. And it's stressing me out a little bit. They for sure. Yep. 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 Um, November better be a hella peaceful month because I think it'll be my only rest. November. I'm already into next year. I'm like, hopefully next January will be peaceful. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have like a week off in November. It'll be great. I love it. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to have such a good time that one week nine months from now <laughs> oh no oh, this is a bad start um but yes uh with that though should we get into our wheel of questions yes let's spin away what is your favorite color hmm i don't think i've thought about this in a very long time <laughs> Me either, honestly, but I think right now I, like, my favorite colors is, like, probably, like, emerald green, mustard yellow, and, like, a burgundy. You've always kind of been into, like, uh, for sure the mustard and, like, burgundy color. I feel like that's, like, pretty much a staple for you. It is, it is, yeah. See, for me, I've always really, really loved uh, periwinkle, like like bluey, mm. purpley. Um, yeah. And then I will say lately, though, actually, as far as like color choices go, um, I've really been liking pale orange, which is weird for me because I've never been a big orange person, but like. Um, I've really been gravitating more towards, like, soft, like, it's vibrant, but it's, like, soft, which I really like. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I also have really been gravitating towards, um, like, sage green. But I feel like sage green has also been kind of, like, it's been trendy for a lot of things for the past couple of years. So it might just be that I've seen enough things that are sage green to know that I like it. But, yeah, I do like it. I mean, those are all great colors. Right? So that's... Can't go wrong. So that's what I'm going to say for now. But since, like, Periwinkle's been, like, my, like, long time, like, favorite color... Consistent. Yeah. It's just there's not a lot of things that I would, like, wear or use that are the Periwinkle color. But when I see something in, in that color, I'm like, wow, this is, like, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. She's stunning. Yeah. But never wear it. But I also... Yeah. But that might be because I don't actually see a lot of things in that color. So I don't know. I think it's because it's not, like, in right now, so it's more hard to come by. Yeah, I think it's you spring I mean? color. Like, you know how everything's, it like, is. a color group? I feel like, like, that's very spring. Yeah, I'm definitely more of, like, a fall color kind of gal. Yeah, but fall colors are always nice anyways because it's, like, very neutral. Sure is. All right, well, let's move for our next question. Woo-woo! <laughs> It was like the most peaceful wheel spin that we've had <laughs> in like weeks. Um, number two. What is your favorite alcoholic beverage? Oh boy. Uh, I want to say none, but actually, I, you know what? I would have said none a few years ago, but there have been certain flavors that have grown on me through the years. Hmm. 
Do you have like a go-to drink for when you go out? See, not necessarily like um like when I go out, I will normally get like um a cherry whiskey and Sprite. But that's like a little bit of like an odd thing that's more like an odd every now and again thing when I'm going out because like normally if I'm going out somewhere I'll try to like try their like specialty cocktail if they have one for wherever I am um yeah. but like if I'm making something at home and I'm like I want to drink tonight and I know and like this is what I'm gonna make I honestly just make myself like whiskey ginger ale but I will say though that although that is my drink of choice that if I had to pick a favorite um, I would actually say Empress Gin. Have you had it before? I have not. So I so I really like Empress, and it's one of those things that you buy when you're, like, like purposely making, like, a nice cocktail, which is why I don't buy right. it all that often. Um, but when I do, it's basically, like, um, a gin that's purple, and it's made with, I think it's, like, called pea flower or something, like sweet pea flower. And uh, if you mix it with, like, lemonade, for example, it'll actually turn blue. So, like, you can make, like, different types of summery cocktails with it normally. So, like, like I said, you can have it with, like, lemonade or, like, a couple other things like that. Like, kind of like a beachy twist on it. And it's got, like, um... So, gin is made of fermented juniper berries. Juniper berries. Which, like, are kind of bitter, I'm pretty sure. Just mm -hmm. from what I've tried in the past. But, like, Empress isn't really all that bitter. Which is the other thing that I do like about it. Um, I'm trying to think if they're... When I said that, there was something else that popped into my head, too. Um, yeah, because I... Oh, I also normally drink white wine. I don't know. Apparently, there's more options than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like my two favorite drinks... Like, I don't necessarily drink these all the time, but I would say they're, like, faves is sangria and margaritas. I love a good marg. Oh, the dream. Margaritas are really good, too. For whatever reason, they're just not the first thing that pops into my head unless it's the summertime. Like, as soon as the sun's out, I'm like, we need a marg. <gasps> margarita. <laughs> I I love margaritas. That's, like, the best drink ever. And then sangria, I love as well. I feel like it's just, like, a nice, fresh, like, great party beverage, oh, you yeah. know? I also do like um, Caesars, actually, which is apparently, like, very controversial for people um, about whether or not they like Caesars because it's made with tomato juice, right? But mm -hmm. um, I had one once. I was at a restaurant, and they did it with, like, um, it was, like, they added, like, dill pickle to it, like, uh, like the brine from, like, a pickle jar. And it was, like, the best Caesar I've ever had in my life. So that kind of turned me towards it where I'm, like, like... Yeah, I'm not yeah. a Caesar you know fan saying? myself. See, whereas, like, but if the, it didn't have the pickle juice in it, I wouldn't drink one. You know what I mean? Fair. So you're, yeah. like, a specific kind of Caesar gal. Yeah. Specialty Caesar. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, when I was talking about the Empress Gin, that really reminded me of something else. Um, it's purple it changes color when you put something acidic in it uh it's kind of a summer beverage oh my brain is just fried i can't even remember but that's what i'm gonna run with for now oh actually i remember what it was i do like mead but the reason i don't bring up mead is because it's actually not very it's like kind of hard to come by hmm yeah i don't think i've ever had it yeah there's um 
we might see it the next time we're going out somewhere, but there's this one called Mead Hito. And um, if I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons, I like to like bring one as a sampler every now and again, because it's like minty, but it's mead, so it's fermented honey. So it's got like a mm. really like light, like sweet taste to it. It's really nice. It's a really good summer drink. Interesting. Well, I'll have to try it next time you have some around. Yeah, and that's all I got. <laughs> Those are my recommendations, people, on what I think is tasty and delicious across the board for every season. <laughs> we went from none to, like, ten different ones. I love well, it. I literally was remembering, though, when I turned 18 and, like, I had my first ever drink. Like, when you asked me that question, I literally teleported back in my brain. And I remember thinking, I can't believe people drink this. But I also remember it being very cheap vodka, and that may have been my problem. I think it was, yes. Yes. Because when I was 18, I really... If you asked me this question when I was 18, I would have told you that my favorite drinks were either porn stars or dirty hookers. Which, by the way, people are highly sugary and pretty much just liqueurs instead of liquor. So, like, headache in a jar. I have not touched one of those things in probably eight years Wait, how old Yeah, that's I? a headache yeah, literally in a shot years. glass. Yeah, like, what? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's spin for our next Actually, question. Oh, I was going to say, what's something that you used to drink when you were 18 that you don't drink anymore? Uh, Schmirnoff ice. Ooh, yeah. Oh, do you still drink sourpuss? No. <laughs> <laughs> sure don't. Listen, guys, uh, I remember for my birthday, Jen brought, like, a giant sourpuss, and her boyfriend was her DD, and then she tried to throw his wallet in the fire. It was the best night of my life. You know, we don't talk about embarrassing stories. Um, (laughs) We're going to pretend like it never happened. Yeah, you're like, don't worry, Emily, this is getting edited out. Um, But yes, we should spin for our next question. As John's in the background, like, I remember that one. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> right? Uh, question number four. Do you collect anything? So me, for example, I collect vinyls um, and books, apparently. I learned that when I moved, that I apparently collect a lot of fucking books. <laughs> See, this is why I buy all my books on Kindle, because i that would have been my answer, too, but I've tricked myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I do uh, collect things. Um, I collect rocks, and <laughs> I collect uh, eccentric objects. So, like, you know when you go to the thrift store, and you yeah. see something, and you're like, this is so strange, and I love it. I buy those things. Yeah. I don't know why, but I do have a collection of those things. I know. I'm the one who goes to the thrift store with you usually. I remember when you bought the most handsome gentleman of a cookie jar that apparently secretes liquid. He's still here. You can see him in the background. Oh, he's so cute. (laughs) He's like a little mouse wearing a hat and a jacket. And it's, like, supposed to be a cookie jar, but Emily says that he's permanently wet on the inside. Yeah. So that's still a thing. Uh, it still <laughs> smells a little funny, too. So we keep our coins in him. Fair choice. 
Yeah, I felt like those two things went together uh, fairly well. I have no idea, though, why or what it is, you know? I still never figured that out. Um, but Very what I was going to say, though, is as far as, like, uh, the objects things go, though, I don't actually remember that I do this until people come over and they point stuff out either. Like, I'll have people be like, oh, I love your giant glass blown chicken that you have and i'm like oh yeah i do have that <laughs> it's true i had never seen it before but i can see it behind her as we were recording and i was like where that's new except for his note i've had him for like almost two years now and i love him i think he's great <laughs> uh but i do this to myself and then people are or people are like why is there a goose with succulents growing out of it in your bathroom. And I'm like, I love her. She's great. <laughs> She's a queen. What do you have against her? Yeah. What did she do to you? Well, you know, and like, just looking around here, the purge, once the purge finishes, maybe that'll change a bit. But for now, rocks and weird objects are going to be my answer. And then you, Although, yours is vinyls. Yes. I do like all of your weird objects. I feel like it gives your house like so much character Versus, like, having just, like, boring versions of, like, a cookie jar. You have, like, a handsome gentleman. Mm -hmm. You know? That's what I'm saying. And, like, uh, I have noticed, though, that... So, you know how people have, like, styles for their houses? So, like... Yours is eclectic. I never really... It's very eclectic. And I never even went in with a plan. <laughs> but, like, I was, like, looking around the other day. I'm like, I this kind of feels like a pirate ship. But, like, filled with just, like weird things it, it does i'm like i feel like i live what? in a pirate ship with and weird treasure I, with weird treasure literally and rocks like rocks and weird treasure i'm like i'm like the pirate ship that you see in the bottom of the fish tank where you're like what do they keep in there why does my fish hang out in there all the time because it's full of weird treasure and rocks that's amazing i love that for you <laughs> Yes. Uh, so that's my answer. It's really uh, clear and concise. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, should we spin for our last question? Yes, spin away. All right. Number three. How is your relationship with your parents? <laughs> really good. Uh, I have... I'm very close with my mom, actually. She's just like an angel on earth and uh my dad i hang out with him life's good can't complain fair that's a very neutral answer yeah i feel like it's not like one of those things where it's like my parents abandoned me at an orphanage when i was three years old i i don't have one of those backstories <laughs> yeah that's fair i feel like i also have a very normal relationship with my parents um yeah I like my parents. We, I talk to them like once a week. <laughs> yeah. Usually. I definitely talk to my I call my dad crying whenever something bad happens to me. So it's great. We love it. <laughs> See, if I do that, uh, he would just put my mom on the phone and be like, I think she needs you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's super valid though. I think that's like... Like, like you were saying, pretty neutral. It's not like either of us had, like, Batman-type upbringings or anything like that. Um, yeah. Well, that's all I got. Nothing too exciting. I'm just enjoying, from the inside of my pirate ship, what's going on, I guess. 
Fair. All right. Well, that wraps it for questions then. Do you know what my story is about today? Ooh, I'm going to assume that your story is about somebody who has a bad relationship with their parents because they cannot agree on colors or the things that they collect in those colors. And, uh, and they drink about it and cause crime. (laughs) (laughs) You're like 1% right. (laughs) 1%. Oh man. Um, yeah. I mean, we are talking about someone who has a bad relationship with their parents, but, uh, that's about all you got. Man. All right. Well, I am super curious to hear about your story today then, because I have no idea what it's about. All right, well, we're talking about Brenda and Spencer, and she was born on April 3rd, 1962 in San Diego, California. She grew up relatively poor and spent most of her early life with her father, Wallace Spencer, with whom she had a really turbulent relationship with. Brenda is said to have self-identified herself as, quote, having been gay from birth, her words, not mine, Uh, Brenda claimed that her father was abusive towards her and that her mother just, quote, wasn't there. So her parents were separated and Brenda lived with her dad. Both father and daughter slept on a single mattress in the living room floor in a house strewn with empty bottles from alcoholic drinks. So a super awesome place to raise your kid. Yeah, that sounds uh, sterile and clean and peaceful and like so many good things. Sounds like a lot of happy memories are being made here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. So her dad, Wallace, was an enthusiastic gun collector and his daughter appeared to share his interest in this hobby early on. According to acquaintances, Brenda dabbled in drug use and petty theft as a teenager. People who knew her said that she expressed hostility towards policemen and had spoken about shooting one. So she does not like authority figures. So I'm going to take a wild guess and just say that. That, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Yes. So she was frequently absent from school However, she showed exceptional ability as a photographer, winning first prize in a humane society competition. She was generally uninterested in school, though. She attended Patrick Henry High School, where one teacher recalled frequently inquiring if she was awake in class or not. So, does not sound like she was paying attention very much. In early 1978, Brenda was referred to a facility for problem students because of her constant absences. While at this facility, staff informed her parents that she was suicidal. That summer, Brenda, who was known to hunt birds in the neighborhood, was arrested for shooting out the window of Grover Cleveland Elementary with a BB gun and for burglary. So, in December, a psychiatric evaluation arranged by her probation officer recommended that Brenda be admitted to a mental hospital for depression, but her father refused to give permission. For Christmas 1978, he gave her a Ruger uh, 
semi-automatic 22 caliber rifle with telescopic sight and 500 rounds of ammunition which sounds like a wild thing to get your kid for christmas that's like kind of a lot um i just i can't i don't just know american what I, things i yeah that <laughs> That just, like, doesn't happen in Canada. I'm, like... Literally, no. Like, for me, a gift would be, like, oh, cool, here's a nice video game. And I'm, like, nice. If somebody got me a gun, I'd be, like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with this. So, Brenda said, quote, I asked for a radio and got a rifle. When asked why he had done that, she answered, quote, he bought the rifle so I would kill myself. Which is a pretty horrific thing and if that's the kind of relationship she has with her dad like doesn't sound great i would call that max level unhealthy there it does not get more unhealthy than that they sleep in the same bed and he bought her a rifle for christmas so she would kill herself it's a big yikes it's a big yikes yikes all over So, Brenda continued going to high school quite infrequently, but whenever she did attend class, she raised a lot of eyebrows with her classmates. Uh, So, she, at age 16, she was five foot two, unusually thin, and had bright red hair. A classmate described her as, quote, pretty, pretty crummy looking, which is just so mean, but that kid's being honest, I guess. (laughs) Oh, man, kids are so mean. Like, but they like, are. even today, if somebody was like, I saw you at the mall and thought you were pretty crummy looking, like, I would just shatter into a million pieces. I'd be like, you did not. Oh, okay. I'm gonna throw up. I'm just gonna cry now. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so in January 1979, she allegedly told her classmates that she was going to do something big to get on TV. And unfortunately, that is exactly what happened. So we're going to talk about the events of Monday, January 29th, 1979. And at the time, 16-year-old Brenda lived in a house across the street from Grover Cleveland Elementary School. That morning, Brenda, with her rifle that she got for Christmas began shooting from her house at children waiting for uh, their 53-year-old principal, Burton Reg to open the gates for school. She injured eight children and began with nine-year-old Cam Miller because he was wearing Brenda's favorite color, blue. Brenda shot and killed Principal Burton and um, as he and a teacher named Daryl Barnes tried to help the children... She also killed 56-year-old custodian Mike Schauer as he tried to pull a student to safety. A 28-year-old police officer named Robert Robert Robb had responded to a call for assistance during the incident where he was wounded in the neck as he arrived. Further casualties were avoided only because the police obstructed her line of fire by moving a garbage truck at the front of the school entrance. After firing 36 times, Brenda barricaded herself inside her home for several hours. 
So while she was barricaded in there, she spoke by telephone to a reporter from the San Diego Union Tribune who had been randomly calling telephone numbers in the neighborhood. Brenda had told the reporter she shot at school children and adults because, quote, I don't like Mondays. This livens up the day. I think only Garfield's allowed to comment about hating Mondays. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the law. And also, yeah. at literally everything she's said and done is so backwards to me. Like, why would you shoot at a kid because they're wearing your favorite color? You're like, I want to take out the thing that I like. I can't. I'm not. Something's not connecting for me. Yeah. So she finished the interview with that reporter by announcing, I have to go now. I shot a pig, referring to the police officer, I think, and I want to shoot some more. She also told police negotiators that children and adults whom she had shot were easy targets and that she was going to come out shooting. Ultimately, she surrendered and left the house reportedly after being promised a Burger King meal by negotiators. Which, that would get me out of my house, too. Just saying. Um, the monster sticks? Literally. Honestly. Literally and honestly, if there was ever a time where I became, like, agoraphobic for some reason, that would work on me. They'd be like, Emily, we have breadsticks in the parking lot. You want to meet us there? And I'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'll be there in sure. five. <laughs> be there in five. Oh. So police officers found beer and whiskey bottles cluttered around the house, but said Brenda did not appear to be intoxicated when arrested. However, that info is kind of, you know, not, I don't know how accurate it is because crime scene photos contradicted the accounts of there being beer and whiskey bottles all around. So I don't really know what that's all about, but who's to say? So, the San Diego County District Attorney said that Brenda had told prison officials she felt unwanted and envied children who had someone to protect them, which would explain why she was choosing to shoot at the kids, but not that it's a good reason. It's obviously terrible, but I think that's where she was coming from, is she felt angry that those kids had someone to protect them when she felt very... You discarded Very yourself. vulnerable and discarded, yeah. But I think that checks out. So Brenda's attorneys considered pursuing an insanity plea, but it never came to fruition. And although Brenda had only been 16 at the time of the shooting, she was charged as an adult due to the severity of her crimes. She pled guilty to two counts of murder and assault with a deadly weapon. And on April 4th, 1980, a day after her 18th birthday, she was sentenced to 25 years to life. During tests while in custody, it was actually discovered that Brenda had an injury to the temporal lobe of her brain. It was attributed to an accident on her bicycle earlier, like when earlier on in life. And um, and in prison, Brenda was diagnosed with epilepsy and received medication to treat her epilepsy and depression. So it seemed like she had a lot of problems going on with her brain. Yeah. Yes. So while at the California Institution for Women in Chino, she worked repairing electronic equipment. Under the terms of her sentencing, Brenda became eligible for hearings to consider her suitability for parole in 1993. As of 2022, Brenda had has been unsuccessful at six parole board hearings. 
At her first hearing in 1993, Brenda said that she hoped police would shoot her and that she had been a user of alcohol and drugs at the time of the crime, although the results of a drug test done when she was taken into custody were negative. Quote, she expressed remorse, but she came across as fragile, someone who is not altogether, said Richard Sachs, the San Diego County Deputy, Deputy District Attorney. She says she doesn't remember the crime and she provided no insight into what happened. So in her 2001 hearing, Brenda claimed that her father had been subjecting her to beatings and sexual abuse, but he disputed those allegations and said they weren't true. Her her attorneys continued to argue that the treatment she received from her father was the real reason for her act of senseless violence. The parole board chairman said that as he as she had not previously told anyone about the allegations, he doubted whether they were true. Disturbingly, her dad later married one of Brenda's 17-year-old cellmates who bore a striking resemblance to her. But this argument has never swayed the parole board. Which honestly rubs me the wrong way. And I do feel like there is something there with her dad. Just because she never spoke about it necessarily, I don't think that makes it untrue. I mean, we'll never know, I guess, because that's a he said, she said situation. But I feel like there had to be something there. Yeah, especially because, like, number one, I feel like the fact that it was even mentioned in the first place that, like, they were sharing a bed already sends, like, bad vibes to me. Yeah. Because it's just, it's another level of intimacy where it's, like... You know, if you are a teenage girl, you sh- that's, like, not something you do. So that's, like, my first thing. And my second thing is, is that, like, I would say for sure, even just taking that into consideration, him wanting to, or him getting with her cellmate, who, like, even looks similar to her and is close in age and all that, also sends me, like, some pretty big warning flags. Because it's like what you said, just because people don't talk about things doesn't mean it didn't happen. And I would treat people who um, who make those types of decisions and act in those certain types of ways to be suspicious for a reason. Yeah, I would completely agree with you there. Yeah, the, it sends me bad vibes for sure. Definitely. So, in 2005, a San Diego deputy district attorney cited an incident of self-harm from four years earlier when Brenda's girlfriend was released from jail, as showing that Brenda was psychotic and unfit to be released. Early reports indicated that Brenda had scratched the words courage and pride into her own skin. Brenda corrected this during her parole hearing as she said that the words she carved in her skin were actually unforgiven and alone which that's very sad (laughs) yeah that's kind of another thing for me where it's very like it speaks a lot about her current mental state yeah i feel like she's definitely not doing great (laughs) no Yeah. In 2009, the parole board again refused her application for parole and ruled it would be 10 years before she would be considered again. In August 2022, Brenda and the Board of Parole Hearings agreed that she was not suitable for parole and she would not be eligible for another hearing for another three years as a result of this parole suitability denial. 
She remains imprisoned at the California Institution for Women in Chino, and her next opportunity for parole hearing will be in 2025. So, kind of in the aftermath of the shooting, a plaque and flagpole were erected at Cleveland Elementary in in memorial of the shooting victims. The school was closed in 1983, along with a dozen other schools around the city due to declining enrollment. In the ensuing decades, it was leased to several charter and private schools from 2005 to 2017. It housed Magnolia Science Academy, a public charter middle school serving students in grades 6 to 8. In 2018, the school was demolished to construct a housing development, and the plaque was relocated to the former school's southern edge at the corner of Lake Atlin Avenue and Lake Angela Drive. On January 17, 1989, almost 10 years after the events at the San Diego Grover Cleveland Elementary School, there was another shooting at a school coincidentally named Grover Cleveland Elementary, this one in Stockton, California. Five students were killed and 30 were injured. Christy Bailu, a survivor of the 1979 shooting, said that she was shocked, saddened, and horrified by the headlines concerning the 1989 shooting. And that's the end of my story. So it's, I don't know, all of the school shootings in America specifically are just so, so sad to me. I just feel like it's constant tragedy. Mm-hmm. Well, and it is because it's like, so school shootings in particular are always a sensitive subject because it's like the violence that is enacted because of that is never the fault of the children, you know, and but they're the ones who are impacted and it's the families that are impacted and all these other things and nobody should ever feel afraid going to school. That's like the one place where you should feel like you're in a safe learning environment and that you're, you know, it's, it's life, you know. Yeah, it makes me really sad. And a lot of people talk about how Brenda's shooting, because it was in like the like the late 70s or whatever, it kind of became a roadmap for a lot of other school shooters, unfortunately. And there was a lot of like copycat mm. crimes after that. And um, yeah. because her line of I don't like Mondays became really popular in pop culture, it kind of almost glorified what she did. Yeah, kind of give it, like, a... See, that's the thing, is that, like, people will take things like this and then take away the horror of it and the humanity of it for the sake of, like, like... What's even the word I'm searching for? Almost, like, they dramatize it into being something that isn't real anymore, which I think really takes away from, like, the actual harm that it caused. Because people will... It's, like, certain, like, even, like, other serial killers, like, um, like, some of the bigger named ones, like Ted Bunny or whatever, they all had catchphrases and whatnot, and people love to glorify that kind of stuff, but it's, like, you know, they're not, like, a super villain, like, out of, like, a comic book. Like, these were real people who really said these things about other real people. There's nothing romantic or fantastical about it. No, and, like, what they did was horrific, and it impacted so many people's lives, like... I can't even imagine sending my elementary age student to school and them not coming home because they were shot getting into school in the morning. Like, the heartbreak. Literally. I just, right? Yeah. And, like, it's just so scary. It's like, um, I, I don't know how recent this will be now, but it's like I was recently reading a story about even um, 
there like there was an elementary school where one of the students brought in a gun and uh they got the idea from like somewhere at home like who like who even knows like where exactly if it was like the internet or what um but this this was like a whole article because the student hat was like seven or eight years old and brought a gun and like telling people that he wanted to shoot their math teacher and it's like that's like a seven eight year old you know like yeah that's so scary yeah it goes to show too that there's not really like an age limit on like like school violence or any of this kind of stuff too is the other thing um i will say though that i i do appreciate that this week it was not a man who did the crime this is unusual this is an unusual day we're having it's true a a woman committing a crime happens all the time i'm sure but we don't talk about it very often on this podcast we mostly talk about men who suck but there was a man who sucked in this episode, so it's not like a full. <laughs> yeah, switcheroo. you're like you're like just in this. The only difference in this one was it was the woman who sucked more, but that doesn't necessarily mean there wasn't also a man <laughs> that sucked in this story. Yeah, men still suck, but you know, women suck too sometimes. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. If you liked our, if you liked this show, then please make sure to give us a review on, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, five stars helps with the algorithm. And we do greatly appreciate that. Beyond that, we also have our website, which is www.wheelofcrime.com. If you want to check us out there, we also have a Patreon. If you'd like to donate to the show, which is at wheel of crime on Patreon. We have our social media, which is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Wheel of Crime. And we have our email, which is wheelofcrime at gmail.com. If you want to send in uh, literally anything, say you want, say there's something about the show that like you really love us, but like something else really grinds your gears, please let us know that way. Um, we are always looking to improve, so we do not take it personally. Feel free. Um, and uh, we also do have uh, the Google Doc still up for story submissions. Um, we, Like I said previously or in the past, that uh, we are looking to have another listener story episode. So if there is something that comes to mind that you want to share, feel free to send it in. And uh, beyond that, I do believe that is everything. That's it. That's all. We'll see you next week for another new episode. Okay, bye. Bye.